0: Hello, my loves, and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Moon Knight. This is season one, episode two, entitled Summon the Suit. Written by Michael Castelline and directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. I gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10. It was a little bit more information. I understand what exactly is going on with the the shadowy creature thing yeah that went right over my head that that was I figured he was somehow connected I just couldn't put it completely together but that's what happens when you know nothing about the comic (laughs) beforehand and you make a whole bunch of things based on information you do not have but we got our introduction to our lead actress of this series, Layla, who I like, but uh, I also am curious how they're going to interweave her into the story arc, and we get a little bit of a transition quicker rather than later, considering it's six episodes of the the bad guy getting what they need to move forward in their particular quest so it was a very fast-paced episode as far as information uh here's our our this is the motivations behind everyone and what they're doing and uh let's take it going forward from there before we start the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast it's your itunes podbean spotify go down to that rating section drop a few stars leave a review it very much helps the podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for any of the shows that we do including moon night send that to blacker at gmail.com so grant does not uh wake up in the restroom as i suspected but no mark has put him back to bed <laughs> tied to his bed uh his bedpost. post as well as they didn't really explain explain why the the circle of sand is around his bed i have i believe that has something to do with the avatar aspect of it all he then uh realizes that well he goes to the mirror and he says yeah guy American guy where are you at and of course uh he's nowhere to be found and he's also kind of acknowledging okay this is real (laughs) but there's a, a half sliver of a chance that it wasn't so he goes to work and as soon as he gets there he sees the security guard putting up tape and he's like, yeah, some things were damaged. Not really great. First thing he asks, did you see the security tape?
1: You're gone. Fired. Out of here. Ain't nothing I can do for you.
0: He thinks that the security uh, footage is going to show him being chased by a jackal, but instead it shows him alone <laughs> running what appears as a ghost and i will say they didn't treat him like crap they really did say look something's going on with you you may need some psychological help here's the help that you can you know i recommend this place i'll put in a good word for you yes we're firing you that's uh that's fair as he pointed out but at the same time we do care enough that uh you know everyone goes through some things what did you say the HR guy after giving him the pamphlet he was looking all sad like maybe I do need some psychological help <laughs> uh, he asked did he have anything on him from the the museum and he's so such a bumbling fool that he kind of you know not an actual fool but you know he doesn't come off as menacing or deceptive at all you kind of do feel bad for the guy and he is kind of at the break of tears <laughs> and that's when he says you are not alone and he's like that's kind of part of the problem in it this <laughs> is a little american man inside of me he then goes to talk to his only friend it would seem which is the the statue guy the golden statue guy And he tells him, you know, maybe I should get some psychological help. You know, maybe I should be evaluated and locked up because this is not an ideal situation. He also realizes that the only thing he has left is to follow up on the clues that he found inside of his apartment, which is the locker key. He then hugs the guy and I didn't know if he felt sorry for him or he was just surprised. <laughs> that he could get so much from him being as he doesn't speak or have anything to add to the conversation so my beautiful little grant uh i mean i know his name is actually Stephen with a v which we had a whole <laughs> Float like a butterfly sting like a bee I'm Steven with a V baby shark baby shark, baby
2: shark, baby, shark baby shark
0: he is absolutely adorable and needs to be protected at all costs oh <laughs> poor sweetie but he goes around town looking for any storage facility that might have his uh, a locker under his name or under mark no last name one of the storage guys recognizes him right away says no i never forget a face takes him to his locker and inside he finds a bed there's uh, mirrors all around of course or at least uh, some translucent type of uh material and there's a bag into his uh to his appalling nature the first thing he brings out is a gun oh my god there's also money and a passport for mark specter he finally has his american identity and mark shows up and lets him know hey so i'm gonna need you to just lay down over there and take a nap and let me have the body because I need to have the body. <laughs> so that I can help you like I did last night and keep finishing the business that I need to take care of. He's like, I don't understand what you mean. Uh, seems like you're a monster. I don't think I should have to give this to anyone. He tells him that he's an avatar for the Egyptian moon god called Kanshu. I believe that's the correct pronunciation. And he's like, that sounds like a you problem and not a me problem. I really just want to get the fuck up out of this because it's too much. It's too much for me. I'm done. How about I just take this bag and take it to the authorities because why not? They'll put me in a straitjacket and that's where I kind of feel like I belong. So he runs out. I like the way in which this scene through the corridors was shot juxtaposed to another scene that i wasn't too much a fan of but uh this scene i thought with him running and con Shu giving chase it is still weird seeing the egyptian moon god but that's uh now explains what's going on there he made a deal with this person at the brink of death it would seem or came to him at the brink of death He then runs out into the street completely terrified and runs into, out of all the people in England, Layla on her little mini bike. (laughs) She's like, Mark, it's like, just get me home and I'll explain everything. I also thought it was cool how they shot her conversation to him in the mirror so that you are seeing what he is essentially seeing in that moment. And he's holding on like I don't know what to do. <laughs> She's like you're holding on to me like a Victorian or something to that effect. I don't know. It's very emasculating. And then he puts his hands around her waist. Now this is the part where I say I wonder what she is not what they're going to do with her. Because she is Mark Spector's wife. But she is they're not breaking up because of anything that she wants you know as far as ending their relationship they're breaking up because mark said they needed space which means it's pretty much open right and she's already pliant to the idea that i'm in love with this person and that i'm really close to them and now i realize or she doesn't at first she thinks that the british accent is all a bunch of bullshit that he's putting on an act But he keeps trying to tell her, no, my name is really Stephen Grant and I am unaware of all of this crap that is going on. (laughs) But it's clear that they're saying, you know, both men, so to speak, because it's really the same person. But it's supposed to be a different person. And that's where I'm kind of like, I have to go with the flow on that. Because if it was two separate personalities, it's very rare that they would Even in when another show I was watching in Doom Patrol, they they have different tastes, they have different likes, dislikes. So a different personality. It's not the same say that two different personalities can't fall for the same woman. It's just very convenient, that's all. (laughs) And I really don't know. Like I, I like Layla enough, but she's just kind of there. And I don't like the fact that they put her in the the trope of oh i'm protecting her because telling her the truth is just not an option because we can't as women (laughs) need need to always be (laughs) i get it but come on now like that's that's dumb it's not like he's not threatening it anyway so why wouldn't you put her in a heads up maybe she can work on that problem and find a way that she's not possessed i i just don't And I don't even know how the possessing works so we'll need more info on that. But that's the part I didn't like. (laughs) Because then that just puts her in the the prize category that needs to be protected. And we could clearly see she can handle herself. And then of course this is going to be oh the missing soft part of you. It's just predictable. That's all. But I like that they once again as I stated in the first episode because this is based on egyptian mythology cast a egyptian actress for the role i thought that was a smart thing to do and the fact that people could see that egyptian is not dark skinned i think there's a very i mean it's not to say there aren't dark skinned egyptians but most egyptians in that middle east they're very uh you know they're lighter skinned um he takes her back to the apartment and tries to explain because she's just looking all around uh of course this is a moment where they have things in common like oh you love egyptian stuff too and you can quote me french uh poetry which of course you know is meant to drop a girl's panties i think he said people call him daddy but he's okay with it so
3: why don't you love me daddy
0: oh and he found the scarab in the bag in the storage locker so i don't know why for some reason i thought it was in the fish but i was wrong (laughs) i couldn't figure out a reason why he got another fish other than to hide something in said fish but we saw the way he was playing with it that it's clearly uh, meant to do what it's meant to do which is lead them to a mint's tomb so that they can resurrect her so she can purge humanity of all evil okay 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 why okay. do people love absolutes and don't you know if everyone was given everything and the world was a happy place it would completely deteriorate and probably we would be wiped out of existence by our own hand in a very short time <laughs> it's not a good thing like the struggle that is meant to be you know, uh, the, the strife that is meant to be good and evil is meant to balance out in the universe. But I would like to say that it's probably not a balance clip. One is clearly over the other, or we'd be living in a time where all of us would need to, I mean, you lock doors anyway, cause that's smart and you are just inviting shit to happen, develop in your house. But for the most part we're not afraid to go to our car (laughs) and drive somewhere most of us uh live life in a pretty protective bubble so as much as we would love to throw around how the world is oh so terrible which there's not to say it's not especially in some places particularly Ukraine right now it's not to say that humanity in itself at its base is evil um which is part of the problem with his whole harold's whole deal because it's like yeah i see what you're selling but it only smells good at first and then the deeper you get into it, you're like wait a minute (laughs) which is exactly why homeboy dragged him later he's like i'm simple but i ain't that damn simple so then he explains that look i'm steven mark is talking to her talking to him but he tells him look you can't tell her about anything you can't reveal anything because if she knows about the scarab then she's going to be in danger and she's possibly going to be the the person that would be killed and uh just as he's already willing to protect her with his life He decides not to tell her but of course she just pushes him aside and be like okay I'm just gonna find out for myself and she finds the scarab and she's like wait a minute this is what me and you were seeking this whole entire time that we were doing our thing together and now clearly you're trying to do stuff without me is that why you want this divorce because she only brought him she only tracked his phone so that, that he can sign the divorce papers but he's like, I would never divorce you. oh that's so sweet. He is so sweet. I want him for myself, though. <laughs> you can have Mark. That's your husband. Grant is mine. Uh, that's how I feel about it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how I feel about it. He tells her, look, I need you to help me because you're the only person I can trust. Someone starts knocking on the door, it's the police, it's DCI or DC. Not DCI. I don't know. That's what they call their detectives. Uh she hides outside. You should have known something was up the minute they just walked in your home. Can we come in? No, we cannot come in. The museum said we're not pressing charges, so why are you at my house? Ask me that, so dumbass. Don't be quiet now. Steven, I need you to learn the law, man. They can't go in there and search. Maybe it's different in London, England. But in america you need a search warrant to go up in my shit then they say come with us because very quickly they find the money and the passport and of course that is enough to uh to get him to put cuffs on they drive him away they t- talk about mark's past that he's evil or something to that effect they make him seem like a grave robber and a murderer And after he learns that about who Mark is he's like look I'm never giving up my body again to you because you get on my nerves and you're evil and I'm not down with that. And that's the part that the scales can't balance because he is inwardly secretly good but he also has this other persona that's not so good it would seem. I don't the thing about grant's reasoning here is if you thought that then why were you so keen on layla if you i mean you heard that they were together why were you so keen on her if you thought that mark was the absolute worst but he is a little overwhelmed the police officer stopped that's not at a police station he should have known i would have been like let me see your uh let me see (laughs) let me see your id first and foremost and secondly can i just look at your forearm real quick he then gets to a neighborhood where harrow is at he had been listening i guess this whole entire time he's like oh i just wanted to figure out what kind of situation that you're in kashu starts to show up apparently his the the crux of what he can do when he is not in control of the host body it is called some weather patterns <laughs> and some uh some destruct or distraction disruption that's the word i'm looking for in your light sources or maybe your electronics harold says yeah that's the most that he can do and i'm glad that you're a good person and i know that you don't want to do bad things And he tries to basically get him to believe in his cult idea that he's got. He to walks him around his neighborhood like all cult leaders do. Like, look at this terrible neighborhood full of crime. And now they're growing gardens, they love each other. Look, everyone's committed to speaking three languages. Don't you want to be a part of this? Hey, I made some soup this morning. You want a hot bowl of soup? Let's get you a hot bowl of soup. so he tells him his philosophy look i is someone that uh well one you need to know about yo yo conchu i used to be his avatar until i was done with the killing which Kanchu says that mark likes to do and then I decided to follow Amit instead. And our plan is to resurrect her. And we're going to be living in a paradise when she comes. And also your god was cast aside and no one likes him. Just so you know. Arthur is done talking and he reveals that he has a stick that's worthy of conjuring any type of jackal that he wants. Uh, but before he does when Grant refuses to give up who has the scarab um Layla shows back up and she says I have it and she's almost ready to give it up well she gives it to Grant and she says summon the suit he's like do you want some soup (laughs) she said summon the suit um they then run as he summons the jackal she beats up a dude he's like that's awesome you're awesome and then (laughs) the door is or they get trapped in a room and mark is begging him to let him take over and he's like no i can't i'm not gonna do it he tells both of them to stop pressuring him to take over She still kind of thinks it's a bit of an act. But I think after watching what unfolded. She's convinced it's not. Because he just. He just freaks out. And she's like fine. Let's find a different way out. The jackal comes in. And at first she can't see it at all. Knocks him out of the window. And as he's falling. He says suit. And. (laughs) He conjures up. An actual suit with an actual vigilante mask he's adorable and mark's like what the what the fuck we got on bruh what do we got on you said a suit this is a suit also i look pretty damn good in this suit yes you do and i like this other line i don't care how handsome you are Uh, and then they uh get the ass beat because the jackal uh finally gets the best of him well he tried to at first because he's like i don't need to do this with you then it started beating his and layla's ass when she finally realizes holy shit there is something actually there that we cannot see other people think that he's just drunk on the street until eventually he is knocked into a bus And that's when Grant's like, look, people are going to get hurt. That was a nice punch back there. You did what you were supposed to do. You stood up for your honor. Now let daddy take control. This is how we do it. I liked and kind of disliked the chase scene with the jackal um it was okay there was just some parts of it that kind of lost me just a bit i fell out of it but uh i liked the fact that he had a plan and he was just running and then he got it to jump off to where the point where he could use his uh blades to kill it <laughs> that's the part i was laughing about earlier when he took out he was like so Bring out the I don't even know what he asked him to do, and he just had some like nunchucks or poles, and he's like, What is this? <laughs> this looks pretty cool. Are we gonna use this? And uh just as he defeats the jackal, he realizes that he has lost the scarab, which someone picks up in town and immediately dies when Arthur's like, uh, I'm gonna take that from you, and I'm sorry you can't see paradise. Does he have to kill everyone that he touches? I'm not sure, but it appears so. Poor Steven. He's like, Is this what it feels like to be in here? Because I'm trapped. I can barely move. I feel suffocating. He's like, Just breathe. It's going to be fine. He's like, No, I don't like this. I don't want this. I want my body back. He's like, Look, I just need to finish some stuff. He's like, No, I'm going to haunt you and I'm going to piss you off until you and then he just beats his reflection until uh steven's gone that's when Shu shows up and said you said that other one wasn't gonna interfere it's like look i got it handled it's like uh yeah you lost the scarab and you know what's gonna happen if um if you fail in this to stop sparrow or harrow Layla is going to be his next avatar which is something that he also told Steven which I feel like Steven is just going to tell Layla like oh he's doing this just because he wants you to because he wants her in their life <laughs> he is like so what are we going to do next Layla just she was just watched a uh, homeboy get the scarab and drove off on her mini bike. he is like I guess I don't want anything to do with you to have any of my minions stop you And then the next thing, Specter knows he is in Egypt, drinking heavily, and looking so damn fuckable. He's also doing a very fantastic job once again. I think he is the he is the focus of the episodes that you zone in on. His charisma and the way he juggles both characters is so well done and it's so engaging and steven is so endearing he has that same quality where he just is in it and all that british because you know me and british but (laughs) it's it's a package deal but he's such a good person stuck in a really crappy situation but it's probably the most... Uh, oh, there was a uh, something brought up about his mother. Apparently, they don't talk. Mark Spector's mother. And he looked very confused. And I brought that up in the first episode. That he leaves messages. She doesn't seem to call back. Uh, she probably like, Who is this British person on my fucking answering machine? <laughs> and that is going to conclude our recap. Really good episode. Looking forward to next week's episode. Um i hope that steven gets to come out because <laughs> he lets him know that the person in control of the body is the dominant one uh so it looks like mark is gonna take the reins probably for maybe the next two episodes and then at some point i'm sure there's gonna be more conversations though because if i ever i have to have a whole episode without seeing steven i might riot i don't know you like that mark i don't know you like that with that segue let's hop on into the mailbag
2: Hey Christina, this is Parthenia with my review on Moon Knight. Um really enjoying it so far. I think I need to watch the second episode again just because I feel like it was going so fast, but Good episode good episode um I don't know anything about this character I don't know anything about this comic so I was very interested to watch it to see if it was boring or whatever but I'm liking it I like the main character I'm loving how they're doing the the split screen with personalities I feel like this is gonna get I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get confused at some point, but although the characters are very different and he's playing them well, I would like to see how this is going to continue with him flipping back and forth, back and forth. I don't know. Um, Questions I have. I'm trying to figure out who was he talking to on the phone in episode one when he's leaving messages for his mother. One, why is your mother never picking up? That's what I was thinking after the first episode. Like she never picks up. You always leaving messages that I have a problem with that. But now that I've watched the second episode and we've gotten more into his other persona, which I'm not even gonna try to get the names right now. But um, now I'm wondering like, is he really talking to his mom? Because like his wife said, oh, you and your mom made up, y'all speaking again seems weird because does his mom know that he has a split personality i guess if anyone would know maybe she would know but or does she think some random stranger is calling her and pretending that she is his mother like this could go so many ways so this is i don't know why everything that this series has shown us so far this seems to be the big thing that i'm getting stuck on who is on the other end of this phone and does she know that her son has split personalities like it's getting deep i need i need the answers i need the answers now um, <laughs> of course nothing serious but that that's the one thing that seems to really be getting at me um i can't wait for them to really explain how things were going beforehand before where we started at like how long has he been in this body? How long has he been using his body to run errands basically for Konchu, I think? How long has he been the avatar? How does the avatar situation work? Cuz I get the feeling like he's been dealing with having uh to chain himself to his bed for a long time, so he knows something is wrong with him. Like how many years have you had to deal with this? Like when did the takeover begin? Uh, Can't wait to get that explanation. I hate that this is like a mini series because I feel like I need another season. I hope we get another season because it seems like this would be really detailed and packed full of information in just one short mini series. Um, Ethan Hawke as the villain. Liking it. Can't say that I don't. He's doing a great job so far. I hate that they gave him such raggedy looking hair, but I'm with it. Okay. He's a a good bad guy. Not, Not hating it. I am waiting for the next episode to explain a lot more. I don't know. Don't have too much other to say about it other than that, you know, I'm just enjoying it right now. Also, still enjoying my recovery from the accident. Thank you for your well wishes. Um, yeah, it's it's all been a trip, um, but again, thank you. We are my family and I. We are doing well. I am healing well and looking for a new car. Yeah, there's that. Um, can't wait to hear what you have to say about the show. And oh, 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 oh! I knew there was something I was going to forget. I feel like I don't know if you mentioned it already or not. Forgive me if you did, but I feel like I heard it on another podcast that if you scan the QR codes that pop up throughout the show that it will like give you more information on it or take you to somewhere else I don't know but I felt like I made that up and then as I watched episode two I did see the code pop up and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that. I still haven't done it. So I guess I'll go do that now. Go pull it up and see where it actually leads me because I'm going to watch this episode again. Um, If you pulled it up, let me know what you think. All right. Bye.
0: That was Queen Parthenia with her thoughts on the episode. I'm glad you're into this show. I also uh, am glad that you're feeling better, but sad that you still got some healing to do. But I'm glad it's going at least in the right direction. And I do not envy you at all on car shopping. I hate it. I hate it so much. I was very, very, very lucky to get the car that I did, the car payment I did. I just happened to luck up. Uh, i don't know if i can recommend car uh what is the carvana to everybody but mine ended up being phenomenally a good deal so uh you could try checking there but i also know that some people like just going in and going in is like uh just put a hangman's noose around me uh and i didn't know anything about the scan cards i wonder if you um i feel like i heard that too from uh our babies tv podcast industries and that is something i'm gonna have to go back and and look into because yeah and i'm with you i i don't know anything about this comic this show there's nothing i came here for oscar isaac and i'm he- staying here because it's really good i came to loki for tom hiddleston i did not stay because i did not like it so uh (laughs) my love for an actor will only go so far and i'm really happy that this show uh is is really interesting it is a different take than everything else that we've seen it is a different feel to it too the just the the uh, the vibe that it gives off and you can tell though, because when there are people and I, I'm I'm just gonna say it, when people color are behind the scenes, that they, they have a fresh perspective of looking at things and trying to work with the camera and everything doesn't work all the time, but it's I would rather see something that doesn't all the way execute and you at least try than not try and it's the same boring shit all the time because it's what is comfortable and everybody will be you know at least okay with it uh yes they do got my ethan i have loved ethan Hawke's for so long uh one of my favorite movies of his oh of course i would forget the name of it is when he was in the police station freaking love that movie but yeah i I love a lot of ethan Hawke's work he do got that david koresh hair going on but i think that's on purpose (laughs) And I would think, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only person that's wondering about the mom after everything that's going on. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, uh, either she's fake or as I uh, propositioned earlier, he's talking to a machine and she's like, who's this British guy? Or, or they actually do talk and she talks to David or yeah, is it David? No, she talks to Stephen and doesn't talk to mark that'd be crazy too because i know you can develop multiple personalities it doesn't have to be in childhood it can be you know something that develops in adulthood so it's possible but like you said that's your mama that'd be the person one would think would know his wife sure as shit didn't and i'm looking forward to your thoughts on the next episode moving along on um, the feedback section i can't remember who i played first last time so i'm going to eeny meeny miny mo, eeny meeny miny mo, catch a piggy by his toe if he hollers let him go eeny meeny miny mo. okay we're gonna get queen shy first hey christina it's
1: me shy i am here to give my feedback for the new show that you're doing moon knight uh, marvel series um yes starring the amazing Oscar Isaac. I second your gushing of him in your <laughs> in your last podcast. Yes, he is hella fine. And I was excited to get into it cuz I know absolutely 100% nothing about this character. Um per usual. I know that's not shocking, right? Um if I'm sure he's in the comics. I didn't read it. So blah, blah, blah. I know I sound sound like a broken record at this point. But anywho, so imagine my um, (laughs) utter surprise when I got into this show and I, for the first time in a Marvel series, movie, whatever, I don't know what the hell is going on no idea. I'm like, what is this? What's happening here? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was definitely going along for the journey, um, trying to piece it all together. And the second episode. Um, yeah, it, it didn't help. <laughs> I mean, No, I'm still confused. I'm still trying to figure out these um, characters. Um, I'm glad that we got introduced to Layla. Uh, I was surprised to learn that that's his wife. So it's a whole situation. Yes, I know the... um, Sorry, had to pause. I know the whole thing with the uh, Disassociative Identity Disorder, DID. I get all that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) formerly known as personality disorder um yeah uh I'm just yeah (laughs) I think that my biggest question um right now is why is Steve prominent or why is he the dominant one and I would think that it would be Mark because Steve just seems wimpy and just very docile and timid and Just, I mean, I'm just not understanding why Mark can't take over. Because we saw that in the first episode, like, when they were in danger, he just took over. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I think they were trying to explain it in this episode. Like, the longer you're out. But it hasn't Steve been the prominent one for a while? You know, working at the gift shop and all that stuff. Um, And Layla was saying that Mark has been gone for a few months. So... I mean we again we saw that during the whole chase, you know car chasing he would he would take over and so I wasn't understanding why all of a sudden he needed permission to take over why couldn't he just take over cuz there was danger so that whole thing was um just a little bit strange and then I'm like why wouldn't Steve want him to take over I'm like <laughs> you' you're you're not good I mean you did get in a good punch, granted, but overall, that's not your thing. that's not your cup of tea. So I wasn't understanding why he was resisting. He knows these people are trying to kill him or do him some harm and yet he was being stubborn and not letting Mark take over when he saw that Mark protected him or protected them in the last episode with the creature um yeah it was just very strange how and then the whole thing with kanju, i'm like why why can't conscious i'm just i'm just trying to understand the whole how this power structure works because it just seems like at least for this episode um because again last episode it seems like mark was able to take over without permission and this time around he isn't and then khonshu, khonshu isn't able to do anything either. I mean, I I know that Mark and Steven are his avatar, but I would think that he would have some semblance of control in some way. So that's very, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. And then we have, um, author, I think that's his name, Ethan Hawke's character, um, and him having his own, I guess, person, Amit, the Amit, um, which is what we saw, the little balance and scale thing where they prejudge, your, prejudge you before you do anything, which you talked about in, in the previous podcast. And I'm totally agree. Cause it's like, and, it, and Steve brought it up in this one. So would you kill a child? I mean, a very good point. You know, would you kill a child because of something they might do 30 years from now? That's crazy. I mean, you don't know what can I mean, I'm just trying to understand this goes back to this. The, the concept of is our life pre set like already laid out for us or, or in our, because that's what this is like delving into is like we already know what you're going to do 30 years from now. And there's nothing you can do that's going to change the course of that. And that just goes, you know, we, we talk about it knowledge with the different shows about time travel. And if you do, you know, and that plays along with that. Like if, so your destiny is already set. So if that's the case, no one can disrupt any timeline, which we already know is not true. So you are, you're already seeing this 10 year old is going to commit murder in like 20 years. And so there's nothing, instead of you're just going to kill the person instead of trying to stop it from happening. That's crazy to me. <laughs> it's really crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what else stood out to me. Oh, yeah, I did I did bust out laughing at the beginning um, when he was with the security guard. And he was like, yeah, this is some Area 51 shit, you know, alien. Cre-. You know, he was just laying it on thick. Uh, yeah, you're going to see some crazy stuff. And then it was nothing. I mean, of course, um, for the average person, it was nothing. There was nothing to see. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, the whole Layla, I mean, I'm not understanding what Layla knows and what she doesn't know, because I'm like, if you were with Mark and you were married to Mark, would you not know about his different personalities or... I'm just trying to figure out it's just it's just still confusing to me Um, because she's talking about a divorce and she tracked him there. So I don't know about I'm still trying to figure Layla out. And then Khonshu is already got his eye on her to replace Mark. And so he's basically um, in a servitude road to Khonshu. Um, in regards to he, he brought him back to life and to keep him from taking um, Layla and using her next. And then, of course, we got Arthur saying that he used to be in Mark's role. So, yeah, there's still a lot to unravel. Um, yeah, obviously, it's just episode two. Um, still a lot of questions that I have and answers that need to be um, answered or questions that need to be answered. So, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am still on the, trying to figure out what the hell's going on side of it. Um, but yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Oh yeah. The other thing is like, why would Steve go with those people? I mean, it's like, that's what I mean. He's like, just, gullible like why would you just automatically think that those are cops did you even anyway i'm i'm like i I just don't get the whole power structure with them like i said so um i look forward to episode three to get some more answers until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy
0: that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode So, um, I was saying we did go down a few rabbit holes about, uh, predetermined fate and free will, Westworld, dark, yeah, anytime travel show, (laughs) The Flash. So we know that the minute, and it's good though, because it's, we've, we've, you have been taught not to fall for this type of cult like thinking. Like, wait a minute. Like, that's some bullshit. I'm about to say, I know I'm going to hell. That's kind of like when they say you're you're born a sinner until you're baptized. And I'm like, okay, but what if I was never baptized? Am I just a sinner? What if I did good things all my life, but I was never baptized? And now, up, oh, you were a great person, but now you got to go to hell because you wasn't dipped in that water juice of the holiness. What makes it so holy? I mean... that sounds so terrible when i say it like that but basically you cast a spell and put it in there and it makes it holy water i'm gonna get myself in trouble but all i'm saying is is that you know free will means that you cannot have a predetermined fate and that's also what clashes with me in religion very often because you need to be able i mean you can't say i chose your path and then it's like well you also can choose your own path but i guess if you choose his path it'll be the one he made for you but if you choose the other path well he 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 couldn't figure out what you'd be tempted over there i don't know it makes a whole lot of sense i just know that free will is a thing people make choices that lead to the consequences cause and effect uh but you can't choose when you don't have the option to choose like being a baby <laughs> uh so you can't come at me uh, really i did something 50 years in the future and i'm just dead right now give me a chance all right give me a chance you don't know something might happen on tuesday that you didn't see uh that changes the equation So we know, we know that's not the case. Doom Patrol is the best I have with DID. Um, And even that show, like, and then I saw actually a real documentary about DID. (laughs) And how TV is being so lenient with it. A, it's very rare. B, it's not the way in which they portray it at all. So I'm just going to default instead of real life example. And it's not to say that Steven, I think they're doing better than I've seen. Let's just put it there. Like having 20 something personalities in your head. That's yeah, that's just that's, that's not typical. But I'm going to go by that idealism. And it would always seem that there's a dominant person, personality. And then at any time, the dominant personality can grant others if they're going through a particular moment trauma so on and so forth where they need to regress another will step in its place because it needs to step away um i don't recall at all that steven did not have to grant permission to mark to take over the body every time yeah because and the reason why because the only time we saw mark as mark was to in this episode other times we've seen him in the mirror so my guess is is that when he did get Granthead permission it was so very temporary and i'm just gonna guesswork here on why steven has the dominant persona because if mark was at death's door it would not be out of the realm of possibility that in protective mode he would then one of his uh, his dormant personas would then become dominant and then he made this whole deal with Kansu except he's like oh I can control this other persona and I think for a very long time he was without him realizing what was going on these last few months he allowed Steven to go have this life and go get in the museum and do all this he's kind of keeping him busy while he's doing all this other shit that he's doing and then eventually steven has caught on and because he's been in control for so long he's now the dominant persona however steven doesn't know how it works and mark does i think there may be in the future a little bit of a battle between them where steven is stronger than he appears Even if he isn't the the protector that they need him to be when Mark shows up. So Stephen's reasoning on why he didn't want to give up dominant control of his body. Is he believes that this mercenary has, which he is, uh, has been out. I mean, they say he has this crime record. We didn't see it, but I'm going to guess because it's on Disney. They didn't want to go too deep into it. Uh, i love when disney goes dark but they just like hey we're just giving you a taste of what dc could do Okay, oh, they just do a hard reset to everything that they do with dc it's just ridiculous at this point point. and i'm starting I'm really about to start a, i'm gonna do it tonight i'm gonna start a petition for grant and candace to fucking yes get a good director i mean they have talent it's not the talent that's the issue it's fucking just someone at top not knowing what the hell they're doing i mean come on these are some of the best characters that were 10 times more even more popular than marvel characters were before the marvel movies decided to make those the popular characters those weren't the popular characters they got the b squad and turned it into the a squad y'all had the a squad and turned it into the f minus squad the fuck anyhow um so Steven believes that this this his other personality is this not great person like I'm not going to give you back control of my body so you continue committing horrible acts. I mean they said that he uh, robbed the tomb and killed all of the uh, the, the guards execution style so he's thinking like hey these people coming after you that's coming after me essentially is a result of your actions so maybe if i feign which not really feign if i you know am like yeah i'm not responsible for this (laughs) maybe i can find some way and he also thinks it's not cool that he has two personalities he's not like one of those people in movies that would be like oh okay i got multiple personalities that's cool i'm just gonna t-. he's like no i think i maybe need to be committed i want to be committed because this shit is bonkers and i sure as shit don't want to continue on this other path so i think that's what opened him up a little bit more to being taken advantage of because the person that he is himself he doesn't trust um though like i to point up to your effect so to speak why didn't he be so suspicious of Layla then if you were going to put that on Mark you have to put that same taint on the other character and continue that distrustfulness and then it just makes it seem like it's a cutesy thing when they don't um not bothersome but noticeable to me uh and i do think that i think i already said i feel like steven is probably stronger than we think he is uh i also want to know more about how it how it works necessarily but i think we're meant to find out i bet you mark never even dealt with it um he could have been something that started in childhood then got dormant then maybe resuscitated once again because like if his wife didn't know that means he didn't have to uh he didn't have a threat of his other personas coming forth they usually come out during particular trauma uh or you can't control them at all which as mark would then not be a functional person right so it feels as if this regurgitation of his, per, his do, uh, docile persona is because of the recent events in his life i think i said everything i need to know about that uh the last thought is you know it says a lot that you don't know anything about this comic and character you're the third out of the three in this feedback and yet we showed up to witness greatness that's uh that's some that's some uh swagger oscar should definitely be going to sleep with tonight and last and certainly not least in the feedback we have queen mimi
3: what up cena it's mimi this is my feedback for moonlight i didn't finish it so i'm only gonna talk about uh so far what i see seen in episode one and what I like so far in episode two, um, I probably I think I have like, I don't know, maybe like 15 minutes left. I'm going to watch it on my lunch break. So I'll, you know, I'll know what's happening. And I have a pretty solid understanding of what's going on in um episode two. So I figured um, I could talk about as much of the show um, that I that I understand, and then just give you just an overview. So, uh, first, just, uh, just like, just my thought process when I first watched it, because unlike you, I didn't even want to look up anything Moonlight. Um, I like going into Marvel characters with like, uh, just no understanding. If it's a, if it's a character I don't know, I should say all superheroes, because, um, I don't know what their take's gonna be on it. I don't know how they're gonna approach it. So I'd rather just not know anything. So when I first started watching Moon Moon Knight, I honestly had no idea what was going on. I only seen the trailer and it looked okay, but I was like, okay, I do like um, Oscar Isaac. Um, Just one funny thing, I remember seeing him on Saturday Night Live and he was talking about how he's half Guatemalan and Cuban and he said Hollywood calls that racially ambiguous and I started laughing because I I honestly because the first thing I seen him in was some I don't remember what it was. I always thought he was like some type of um maybe from Pakistan or from India or I I don't know geography so I was gonna say Asian something but I don't know if that's like eastern asian or <laughs> i don't really know but i always thought he was from that area like he looked like somebody i know that's from pakistan so i just with his uh complexion and every time i see him in something his he has a different accent i've never like i didn't know how he like how he talked in real life the first time i seen him speak with his real voice was on saturday night live and i mean he just sounded like an american but Then I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that he was half Guatemala, half Cuban, but that's because (laughs) he made a joke about, um, he told uh, Hollywood they could pick two names, and of course they picked Isaac and Oscar, the white ones, and it made me laugh because I just assumed he shortened his name and didn't go by his last name. I assumed Isaac wasn't his last name, it was a middle name, only because it would be easier for him to be racially ambiguous if he was in Hollywood. Um, I don't know if he speaks Spanish. I would assume that having a Cuban and a Guatemalan family, you would speak Spanish. But that's just an assumption. And you know what they say about assuming. But I saw the trailer and it looked like his his suit costume. was He looked kind of like a mummy. And I was like, I like... I told you how I was obsessed with Greek mythology, but I also um, read a couple of books about like Egyptian hieroglyphics. Oh my god, I I'm not even gonna attend this the third time because that clearly is a tongue twister for my mind and my body. So um, I remember reading about that, and then I I remember reading a uh, like one of the one of the books by an author that I that I like, it was like uh, Egyptian theme and he has some god and goddesses, and he's really good about like explaining them. So I always thought that was kind of fascinating. And I told you how I love The Mummy, like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I was like, okay, I can get with this. And then when I saw (laughs) the episode, I was like, so is he like, does he have like an alter, like split personalities? I'm like, oh no, well it's like maybe maybe he his superhero side takes over when he needs like protection like so i'm trying to like figure out what exactly is going on so i had no idea that he legit has multiple personalities and i guess one of them according to episode two is the avatar of the god of the egyptian god of the moon which is kind of cool i guess that's where his name moon knight came from um one of the things i liked about episode one was just (laughs) uh oscar isaac's uh accent like i i don't watch a lot of british tv but when i went to london we went to a restaurant i don't greenwich i think it was in greenwich somewhere and one of the the people that uh or took our order sounded just like him so it made me laugh because i was like well at least i know there's that one person that sounded like him. I don't know, like I know people in different areas have different accents just like they would in America. So, um, he sounded like the person that I that took our order. I don't know if that person was from Greenwich, but that's how he sounded. So I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a pretty good accent." And then uh, when he had that date with that girl and he was so like meek and like he seemed so like it's like a pushover. I was like, OK, now he clearly asked her out what his uh, his alter ego must have seen something he liked. And she was like, fine. I was like, OK, I see you, Oscar. And you are, I guess, Steve, Stephen Grant. I see you making moves. And I was pretty sad when he didn't get to go out with her. Cause I was like, she was really pretty and then i was like okay his wife is prettier all right she is gorgeous um i think it's so funny <laughs> how scared he is like he's like the complete opposite of uh what we find out his name is mark specter um stephen grant was terrified he he was like i'm gonna take this bag to the authorities <laughs> and then the lights were flickering in that scream he did before he ran out i Choked on my pizza because it was so fucking funny. (laughs) Even the way he runs seems kind of almost like a chicken. Like he just—he's such an opposite character. If you think of someone that clearly, like we haven't—we haven't seen Moon Knight fight yet because they always have, you know, flashes or like we just see the end result. Like we saw him in the bathroom and he was beating the shit out of that. I guess it was an Egyptian jackal. But we didn't get to see, we didn't even really get to see the jackal, but we didn't see him actually kick anybody's butt. We saw the jackal trying to get the hell out of there, so clearly he was getting his ass whooped. We saw the aftermath of what he did to those people. They were bloodied. And then, you know, the flashes in the, in the friggin' cupcake truck. Side note, I was pretty mad about that cupcake truck. That poor guy just trying to deliver his his snacks and desserts and stuff. And someone fucking just just, just steals his truck. Poor truck. And that truck was not salvageable afterwards. Like, he, dude, hope he had a good insurance because that motherfucker is a goner. Um, so we saw flashes of him, like, kicking butt with the people that were chasing him. But, like, we don't really know how he fights. So we can only assume he's a good fighter. Um, But considering that um, Stephen is such a, a meek, scary man, I'm assuming he must be the complete opposite. Even like finding out that he like took on some traits of his wife. Oh, Layla. Yeah, Layla. Like her favorite poetry. He speaks French. She looked utterly shocked that he was speaking French. And he must've did it really well because she looked shooken. um So I'm assuming maybe Mark is the persona of someone that, or I'm sorry, Steven is the persona of someone that Mark thinks would be a good comp- companion for Layla. I don't know. Um, I honestly, we don't even really know if Mark is the dominant mind. We don't even know how many personalities he has. We also. I mean, I guess I should say I don't know because I didn't look up anything. Um, you might already know, Christina. I don't. Um, and it doesn't look like Layla even has experienced any of his personalities before because she. Um, she definitely was like, "You can drop the the accent. It's just me." And when he was like, "I I'm not making an accent. This is what I. This is how I talk." my name is Stephen Grant, she looked like she was, like, calling bullshit, like, you're full of shit, stop it, this is so ridiculous, you want a divorce, I'm gonna sign the fucking paper, stop acting like a fucking idiot, like, she looked like she was really not believing the, his little, his little ruse, like, he was trying to trick her for whatever reason, so, I don't know how long they were married, I don't know how they even met but i mean we found out little pieces like they were doing adventures together so we know mark was at least with her the whole time um they were together and she never switched personalities um i am curious to see how many other personalities he he has i'm very interested in this series i didn't think i was gonna like it because the trailer left much to be desired but the, the actual uncovering the stuff you told me about the moonlight moon night makes me really want to watch this uh show i kind of hate that it's um on wednesdays though um because when i work tuesdays and wednesdays i'm gonna miss being able to give uh feedback um and disney likes to do one one week at a time which i'm fine with I, i like Um, being able to sit and watch shows and not worry about being spoiled because Bridgerton, I'm only halfway through because I, I don't have enough time or energy to just binge watch a show. Like my job requires me to physically leave work, leave to go to work. And a lot of people still are still working from home. So they get to binge. well, I should say a lot of people, people that I know get to binge shows because they, um, because they, they work from home or the people that work regular hours where they're, you know, they get home at night. They can watch a couple of shows and then on the weekend they can watch a whole entire season of it on Netflix. I've been spoiled already on Bridgington, so I'm not even trying to go fast, but, um, I, I am, I'm a, I am liking it, but I would prefer if shows would take, would start doing what, what, um, Hulu's done or, um, Disney because it gives you the anticipation and it's nice to not have to worry about watching a show in its entirety and then waiting a whole nother year to watch it again i like pacing myself um so yeah um i think that's all i have to say hopefully um i think i think i i'm working next wednesday but i am off thursday mm. I don't know. I probably won't be able to see it next week. is Derek's birthday. So that's going to be a lot of crap to do. <laughs> um, we're going to Wisconsin Dells for his birthday. So that'll be fun for me. I'll be off for eight whole days. I took off, uh, took off, uh, well, I guess I should say I jammed all my, my days together so that I could have an extended amount of time in between off. So that'll be nice. Um, until next time, love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the
0: couch mimi out that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode not too much to add other than uh yeah we was all ready to vicariously live through that black girl i know at least i was was like oh yeah she is beautiful get it but unfortunately that did not happen but like i said i like layla i think she's very pretty um i i think my biggest concern is how well her acting is juxtaposed against oscar because he's so highly talented i need to see more scenes with them that's all uh hieroglyphics is what you were trying to say but i also know that there are words that sometimes don't form around your mouth i have a hard time forming words around my mouth all the time also oscar had the scenes where he's talking to himself i learned that he was playing opposite his brother so uh that's really awesome what's also awesome is that this is the first superhero that's not all jacked like even my tom (laughs) went to the gym and got all hooked out for his role as a marvel superhero and he's just fucking loki he's a mischief god so this idea that to be a marvel superhero you need to come with you know a flop of a hair and you need to be a certain type uh, and you need to not have you know any flesh on your stomach you need to have that six This, and i've been saying it for a very long time that attractiveness should not only be judged how physically fit you are and you can still be physically fit and not look like a fucking sculpted painting you know david statue to be considered attractive or to be thirsting after and i that's part of why i love oscar because he's he's real he feels real he's down to earth um him and uh the the oh i'm forgetting his name right now the mandalorian (laughs) (laughs) that's all i got for you uh oscar is definitely bay over the mandalorian sorry pedro (laughs) pascal there's his name (laughs) oscar nab me any day of the week and all the weekends but i didn't know that he was cuban and guatemalan i thought he was cuban and spanish i I knew he was of some spanish descent You said asian i'm laughing like ha 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 that's also a funny joke he made uh yeah i did watch his saturday stand up i just or for saturday night live i just didn't don't recall everything i think i was watching it really late and i fell asleep nothing on his part i just don't love 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 saturday night live all like that (laughs) like some people really got into it i never really got into it that deep not to say it's not funny occasionally when I put it on it's just meh but yeah have you seen that ass I knew there was some some Cuban some 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 Spanish some Latina in him Mm -mm. and his eyes very much give it away for me but yeah racially ambiguous of course they would pick the most Caucasian names of course they would you know prop them up as supermodels to their women before they're willing to you know that's just what hollywood is is what you do people that know that though that's the difference right that emotional maturity i'm always talking about intelligence when you know you have to play the game kind of like with a uh, jess uh, oh my goodness blanket on her name jess carson you can't just go i mean there's just some black people out there that have this very misconstrued idea like i am all for black power but don't pretend that abolitionists of slavery happen based on black power oh okay y'all need to stop sometimes y'all just it's like you can tell you're coming from a place of uneducation that's not a word but you know ignorance you, 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 it's so very obvious it's like this whole end is like uh you go into high because because that's what it is right people expect you to come up in that world and then expect you to just immediately dominate it like you don't know nothing about have have knowing to play the game that you got to to play your cards right you can't just go in and be like yeah i'm here and i deserve to be here shit you going with that attitude you ain't never gonna have shit and that's why you can sit on the sideline on your twitter posts making yourself feel important and that is going to conclude this uh feedback section you <laughs> can't wait to hear what you think of episode three and i will be recording this typically on thursday but i can always move it to friday it's not set in stone thursday i could always move over upload or something like that because that's a shorter show to thursday so just let me know if you want to send feedback for our next episode blacker couch at gmail.com or can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic